Blog Talk Radio. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. 30 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Like Craig Davis of FantasyFootball.com. The Audible Cecil Lammy. Paul Greco of Melnick and Greco Fantasy Sports. And the fantasy football guys Lyle Conkiel and Kevin Moore. The Fantasy Sports Channel. Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. Week 16 in the National Football League. This is it. Trophies are shined. Checks are ready. You studied. You worked. Hey, you've even sacrificed. Small bill to pay for the price of glory. Tonight, we have a special guest who has a 1 in 7 chance, 1 million dollars. All thanks to fantasy football. Can he do it? Meet him live tonight. On Red vs. Blue. I'm glad to be back. 60 seconds. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. Let's go! On Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. And good evening. This is Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio. Wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your night. Do we have a big show for you tonight? We are live tonight on thefantasysportschannel.com and also streaming live on iTunes Radio. I'm Scott Atkins, Team Legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, broadcasting live out of Indianapolis. It's week 16 in the National Football League, and hopefully you guys are still in the playoffs. Guys, it is all on the line this week, and this is a great time to be a player in fantasy football. Uh, The chat room is loaded. I see a ton of familiar faces there, especially uh, some that have a lot on the line. Dave Gerzak, NFFC, 100,000 on the line this week. Um, I tell you, it's just one of those weeks. We are going to break down every single game for you tonight and tell you who to start, and who to bench. There's 15 games left this week, and we'll get to all of them tonight. But also, as you heard at the top of the hour, we have a special guest with us this week. Chad Schroeder is going for $1 million. Now, as always, I'm joined by my big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Mr. Michael Trent. Mike, the Colts looked like they are in playoff form, especially one Peyton Manning. Well, I'll tell you what, Scott, uh, and 
first off, it's uh, good to have you back in that seat, man. I tell you what. Uh, thank you. Last week, uh, I, I want to uh, I want to thank uh, Rachel and Neil. Uh, they just uh, kind of helped me fill in. But uh, you know, when you when you miss somebody in that seat, uh, it's a it's a definite uh, it's a it's a definite you miss them big time, and uh, we missed you last week. But uh, Indy Coates, there's something to say about them, and there's something. Uh, that a lot of people want to uh, discount about them. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, they are definitely showing up uh, week in and week out for the last seven, eight weeks now. Uh, they're, they're winning games. It might be ugly, and, you know, some some folks say, well, okay, it's ugly. It's an ugly win. You know, you beat Jacksonville 31-24, okay. Well, Jacksonville, let's face it, they're not that much. But uh, – the bottom line is uh, the Indianapolis Colts. They're finding way. They're finding ways to win games. Uh, they remind me of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, right now, Pittsburgh's doing the exact same thing. So there's a lot of teams in the NFL that are. Uh, they're starting to get it done in the fourth quarter, and that goes a long way when we start uh, hitting the playoffs. Right. Um, I know we've got uh, we've got a wonderful guest tonight, and I can't wait to to hear his insight and uh, how he's gone about it. And it, it, it's just going to be awesome because, uh, let's face it, when, when you're talking fantasy football, this is the last week. I this mean, is this it. is pretty much the last week, Scott. This is it. And, uh, you know, Mike, not to get into personal matters, uh, but you did a great job last week on the show. And as many of you know, my mother passed away last week um, at the young age of 53 years. Uh, we had a beautiful service celebrating her life, and I'm very thankful and touched by all the support, uh, the notes, the emails, the letters, the cards. Uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart. My mom, uh, Vicki Ellen Atkins, was my greatest encourager. She encouraged me in everything I've ever done. Uh, while she never listened to the show, uh, she was proud of everything I did, and she'll be missed, but never forgotten. And I just want to say thank you to the guys at uh, FFPC, Alex and Dave, for the for the kind gift. And, Mike, thank you for stopping by the memorial. I won't forget you guys. Uh, it's something we all have to face, and, and this, for me, was my first significant loss. But uh, she's in a better place. And, Mike, if there's one thing to take from this, it's surely to spend more time with family and friends. And in the end, that's all that, that uh, that's important. Um, Mike, she also died without a will, and, and this makes things a little more difficult for the family when really all you want to do after something like this happens is grieve. And I encourage all of you listening to give your family that chance, allow them that time they need. So tonight, uh, off of football a little bit, I just want to plug a website. It's uslegalforms.com slash Dave. Um, on this site, you can get a last will, a living will, and a power of attorney all for just $29. Uh, do it tonight, tomorrow. Don't wait another day. Well, you know, I'm, I'm glad you uh, said something about that, Scott. Uh, it does mean a lot, and uh, it doesn't hurt for us. Uh, we, we spent uh, hour after hour scouring through football, scouring through who to start, who not to start. Uh, you know, and in the course of the week, uh, you always start your mom. You always start your dad. They're always in your starting lineup. And, uh, you know, in, in this situation, uh, you've been through a lot in the last week. And, uh, you know, the whole uh, the whole community uh, has been through a lot in the last week. 
And I want everybody to understand what Scott's saying. Uh, the living will, that means a lot, to go ahead and do something like that. Uh, we're going to touch on fantasy football. We're going to hit it hard here in, here in about uh, here in about five minutes or so. But uh, that means a lot uh, to go ahead and do something like that um, because everybody's going to be touched. The older you get, uh, the more you're going to be touched by losses. And it doesn't make it any easier, and it can be very difficult. And uh, it's going to be difficult. That's just the way it is. Uh, but uh, with uh, prayer through friends, with prayer f- through the uh, fantasy uh, football community, that that goes a long way. Uh, every little bit helps. It, yep. it helps a ton. I lost I lost my dad in June, and uh, Scott unfortunately lost his mom uh, a week ago today. And it's it's very uh, it's very difficult. But uh, every little hello, how are you doing? Or an email or what have you, uh, it goes a long way. So uh, touch on that, uh, wh- what is it, U.S. Legal Forms slash A? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's uslegalforms.com slash Dave, so you can get that uh, that three-pack special for just $29. You get a last will and testament, a living will, and a power of attorney, uh, all for just $29, uslegalforms.com slash Dave. Um, but and, if, and Mike, if you don't mind – if, yeah, if you don't mind, Scott, I'm going to uh, jump in real quick. Uh, I I was uh, I happen to be a little bit a part of that uh, or that memorial last night uh, for Scott's mom. I was just was sitting in the background, and it was uh, it was very touching and very sweet. Uh, on, on on one eye, I was crying, and and the other eye, I was kind of put it put a smile on my face because. It was done very nice, very professionally, and uh, it it just, uh, you know, life is very fragile, so take advantage. And I think uh, Scott can maybe put this into perspective a little bit more than I can, but take advantage of who you have and who you have at the moment. You may be angry one time. You may be angry another time, but uh, just discount that and just, Take advantage of what you have at the moment, and uh, and that's pretty much all i got to say, yep. Scott. That's good words, Mike, and I appreciate you guys uh, holding the fort down with us. It was nice to hear Rachel on the show. I listened to the replay, and Rachel was here. That was nice to hear her. Hope she comes back. And, and my father, Neil, uh, thanks for helping us out, Dr. Dish. He, he helped save the day there, too. So uh, thanks again. And, uh, well, we talked uh, about that. Let's, let's, let's get right to it, gang. Week 16. All right, that's it. We got a lot to cover here. We've got big, big games coming up. Um, I tell you, there's some injuries that I want to get to before we get Chad on the air. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of injuries that are just really coming out at me. Matt Forte, I know everybody wants to know what's going on there. He was questionable. He did not practice Tuesday or Thursday in preparation for Week 16 against the Pack. Um, the Tribune thought he, that Forte would be back Thursday at the earliest, but he did uh, practice Friday. He did return to practice today. He is expected to play Monday night against the Packers. That is big, big news. Uh, I know Forte is a big part of, of a lot of teams this week um, that uh, made the playoffs. And so, and we're going to talk about Chicago here a little bit later, but I just wanted to run by a couple of these injury news that I, that I know are important to you guys. Um, Kevin Smith, another one, uh, another rookie. 
Uh, he's questionable. Um, he was limited in practice with an ankle injury this week, and they're preparing for their game against the Saints, which has got to be an absolute shootout. If you've seen the over-under on that, Mike, what is that? Um, New well, Orleans I'm, I'm looking it up right seven. now. I mean, it's, it's going to be Detroit. awesome. But, it's uh, 50. It's 50. Can the Lions win a game? Yep. So, uh, Kevin Smith is questionable. Uh, he, he was limited in practice for the third straight day-to-day but the Lions did the same with Smith last week, listing him as limited and questionable. But he started against the Colts, and he got 26 touches. So he's going to start Sunday versus New Orleans, and that's going to be a, that's going to be a game he's going to get plenty of action. Um, I've got another interesting injury news here. Obviously, you guys are following Bolden. I know that's just sad, sad news for everybody that Bolden get, gets you to the championship game, and here he has this, uh, this issue. Uh, with a shoulder. He did not practice on Friday as he continues to be on the men from this shoulder problem. It's hampered him all week long. Uh, this team uh, has listed him as questionable for week 16, and the official team website says Bolden will be a game-time decision. And, and this is just a game that they don't have to win, so Wizen Hunt has already said if Bolden isn't ready to play, that he'd, he'd hold him out. And uh, I'm just sorry that uh, that's had to happen to uh, all the teams that have gotten to the playoffs, including me in the FFPC. He's he's sitting there, and we're probably going to have to find uh, a replacement. Um, a couple other ones uh, that I want to get to. I do see Chad's uh, ready for us here. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, another guy that that may have helped you out and, and, and got you here. He's questionable with a shoulder. He was back at practice but limited Thursday and Friday. Uh, after not practicing at all on Wednesday due to a bruised shoulder. And Jerron is not certain that Lynch will be ready Sunday. I don't even think they have playoff hopes here. So, uh, gosh, it's one of those times that uh, if, if you have him, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's got to be upsetting. Jerron says we didn't plan on him doing any of the hitting on the nine-on-seven units but the, in, the, in the blitz periods, those kind of things. But we, they did plan on having him take some snaps and uh, – he was involved a little bit, but to a very limited degree. So that's that's another blow for uh, for you guys that ha- are counting on Marshawn Lynch uh, in the playoffs. Um, I don't see any other ones. Here's here's a couple more. The Giants. Uh, it's just a mess here that we're in with New York and, and this slide that we're seeing out of New York. Uh, you have first you have Plaxico, and now you have Dominic Hickson. He's questionable with an ankle injury. Uh, he was back at practice uh, on Thursday and, and Friday after sitting out on Wednesday with this ankle and foot injury. Uh, the team is listening as questionable for this for this crucial matchup against the Panthers. And Coughlin told the media that he was a little bit sore. So, um, man, I can't see them not starting him. You've already got Sonoris Moss out. You've already got uh, you, 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 you got Steve Smith you can throw in there. He may have a little bit of added value for you if you're very desperate. Uh, and the real story in New York is Brandon Jacobs. Here's a monster, a beast. Yeah. Scott, I was going to touch on that. Uh, Go ahead. When you started uh, talking about the uh, Giants game, uh, the Giants and uh, Carolina, I have been focusing on this game probably since uh, six weeks ago. Carolina has what it takes. They've got the dynamic duo in D. Will and uh, Jonathan. I mean – Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams, they can handle things. They got a line that is unstoppable. They got a quarterback that, let's face it, he doesn't make mistakes. Now, you're going up against the Giants who have a potential. I mean, Brandon Jacobs, if he's going to play, 
that makes the Giants totally different, in my opinion. Sure. Brandon Jacobs is a horse. I mean, this guy can just bowl people over. But what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing out of the Giants is they're regressing, not like they – I mean, it's – it's a totally different team than last year. Last year at this time, they were bowling people, going at it, doing it, getting things done. Right now, I don't see them doing that. I see Carolina doing what the Giants were doing last year. But we'll find out this Sunday when Carolina faces New York. Uh, it ought to be a – it's going to be a heck of a game, uh, let's face it, because they're hey, going Mike. for the uh, number one seed. Mike, the guys in the chat room are reminding us that you called Carolina having a shot at the number one seed, and that was quite a while ago. It was four or five weeks ago. So uh, congratulations on seeing that and having the foresight to see that Carolina could be a team to challenge New York because everybody for a while there wrote the Giants just penciled them right in as the one seed. But I remember you pulled that uh, you pulled that out and looked forward to this week 16 game, so good job on that. I guess we get lucky every once in a while. <laughs> That's right. Hey, we've got uh, a couple other things here, um, but I, I want to go ahead and introduce uh, Chad Schroeder. He's the star of the show this week, uh, to be honest. It's just one of those seasons that you uh, you dream of. Cocktails and dreams, what started as a chance, uh, a long shot chance in the Fantasy Football Open Championship to win $1 million has turned into uh, two chances out of the final 15 spots, so it's basically a one in seven chance at one million dollars, and we have Chad Schroeder on the show tonight. Chad, are you with us? I am. How are good you? I'm good. Uh, first of all, I want to uh, give my condolences uh, to you and your family. Uh, that's tough. Um, doesn't seem right talking about fantasy football after that. But uh, yeah, thanks, we'll, Chad. It we'll was, go uh, on. Yep, yeah, life has to go on. That was last uh, Tuesday. I got the call, and uh, we, we took care of things last week, and uh, the memorial was scheduled for Monday, and uh, we had to postpone it due to weather. So uh, we did a lot of the healing in the last, you know, seven to ten days here, but uh, I'm, I'm glad to have the distraction. So, uh, But, Chad, we're just rooting for you. We've got, uh, we've got a lot of big things to talk about here, and we want to start with the Fantasy Football Open Championship. Uh, this is a contest that I was unaware of until this year. Uh, I believe it's the first one uh, or the first year, but I, th- I saw in the chat room that this may not have been the first year. It is the first year. I noticed that post also in the chat room. Uh, it is the first year of it, uh, and I expect it's going to get a whole lot bigger in the in the future. Um, they're going to have- probably lose a good chunk of change this year, but I think they re- understood that and uh, realized that it's, probably going to blow up if they uh, award that million-dollar check to somebody. You're listening to Chad Schroeder, Cocktails and Dreams. Uh, Chad, uh, you're you're from Nebraska, is that correct? Yeah, Omaha is where I live at currently. All right. Omaha. Uh, let's see, what rock band is from Omaha? 311 is from Omaha, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, one of my I favorite bands. So, at least. Hey, we've had a lot of questions, and, and there's just so much that we want to talk about here because not only are you a finalist in the Fantasy Football Open Championship, you're also the leader, the leaderboard on the top uh, of the Fantasy Football Players Championship for $75,000. You're on top uh, and of the Big Payback League in the Fantasy Football Players Championship uh, in the championship game what there. What that? <laughs> And you're also in the uh, a finalist in the 10K Gridiron over at the World Championship of Fantasy Football. So, 
this is why we're talking about this being a dream season, just one of those that you you hope that you never think you're going to have. And, and if you do, how are you feeling this week? Uh, you know, I've, it's, it's not not a whole lot of uh, sleep, but I'm just, uh, you know, getting ready to go to Vegas and re- re- relax a little bit, uh, trying to figure out what, what I'm going to do with all these lineups. I got some very tough calls on the FFOC and the FFPC. Um, just been thinking about what to do there, and uh, but at the end of the day, I know that uh, I can come out of this making hardly anything, or I could have a big week. You know, it's hard to get your hopes up. It's the million dollar uh, payoffs always been kind of a crapshoot, and I still look at it that way. I'm just fortunate to have a couple shots at it. Hey, Chad, hey, this is Mike, uh, and uh, that's per- what you just said uh, just a little bit ago was uh, so prophetic when. Uh, when Scott told me that uh, you you were going to be on tonight, I was like, "Wow, how do you get much sleep?" <laughs> when you just when you said, "Well, not a lot of sleep," and uh, I can totally understand. I, I mean, you I mean you've had a heck of a year, and uh, just keep rolling. And you know, the next seventy two hours are going to let's face it, financially, it's going to have a big benefit. But in the in the whole grand scheme of things. Uh, You've enjoyed it, and uh, would there is there anything in any league that you would do differently? Uh, as I mentioned to Scott when I talked to him on the phone, uh, running 66 different teams, I uh, I uh, made one really big mistake in a $2,000 cash league. Uh, cost me a playoff spot because I didn't what I uh, didn't get Carson Palmer out on that late scratch that one time. So that that yeah. I beat myself up pretty good over that one. So that if I could do something differently, it would have been uh, executing that a little bit better. Okay. Well, I tell you what, there's so much that we want to talk about here, and there's a lot of rumors floating around ever since uh, you've you've kind of surfaced on the scene here, and and I just want to kind of let people know a little bit more about you if you're if you're okay with sharing that, but. Uh, um, we haven't seen the name. Uh, uh, some of the guys have, but there's but there's several of the regulars that haven't seen the name uh, Cocktails and Dreams in the WCFF and NFFC uh, particularly. How long have you been playing fantasy football, and how many uh, competitions have you had in the past? Well, uh, I've played the uh, the WCOF main event. Uh, is the only game I've played for. Uh, I've played that uh, you know six or seven times probably, at least five. Um, but I've done uh, pretty brutal, to be honest with you. Um, I, I always just did that one big league. It's a, it was a lot of fun, but fantasy football wasn't my main uh, concern up until uh, the last year or so. Uh, I, I'm a professional sports gambler, and uh, times were a lot easier to make money uh, doing that. Previously, uh, that slowed down a little bit with the government uh, doing some things uh, to slow down. The, I hear you there. So, uh, therefore, I decided to uh, get into fantasy football a lot heavier this year. Um, so that's basically where I come from there. I've played a lot of, uh, you know, salary cap-based baseball, golf, NASCAR games at CDM over the years and had good success doing those. But as far as uh, the fantasy football uh, scene, it's fairly fairly new to it in a serious manner at least. Well, there's a lot of numbers floating around here. I don't know the exact total. I've heard 50, I've heard 60, I've heard 900 here. How many teams do you have this year to manage? 66. 66. And were you in other drafts? Because I heard a number like 91 or something 
total? Is, is it just 66? 66. <laughs> just 66. And, is that all? Yeah. Now, how much time per week does it take to run 66 teams? Uh, That's a full, full-time job. It it uh, depended on uh, what I had going on that week. Uh, you know, with those free agent wires, uh, you you get what you how much time you put into it. You know, and I tried to do them all correctly all year, and for the most part, I did that. Uh, you know, there, there's times I got a little lazy and didn't scroll through every single wire as close as I should have. Uh, so I may have overlooked a, a guy that I wouldn't have expected to be lurking somewhere on a waiver wire more or less just looking for, uh, you know, eight or ten guys that I thought may be out there and uh, looked for those guys. So so I'm sure that there's some times that I overlooked some guys on the free agent wire that I should have been making a play for. But, you know, uh, I whatever. I, I wasn't going I, I to spend 100 hours, you know, doing this every week either. Hey, Chad, out, out of 66 leagues, I think that could happen. Uh, are you uh, co-managers, I'm sure, with uh, some of them that can help you out and kind of fill in? Well, I'll say this. Uh, I'm, I'm all told I'm in for uh, about forty-nine or $50,000 uh, between the 66 teams. Um, and I have uh, a group of uh, friends and my uncle, uh, Kelly, uh, that – contributed some of that money uh so i only have a, a little over uh 60 of my own teams uh right. and those investors have been there to, if i needed help uh you know if there's a late scratch to uh quick go through all the teams with me and make sure we get a guy out uh there's a few times we needed to get that done but my uncle kelly uh has been very beneficial uh the big teams we have in fact he drafted the big payday uh for me, because uh, I was doing a 5K auction at the same time at the WCOF, so uh, th- I guess that, and he helps make a, a lot of the crucial uh, lineup calls if I'm uh, struggling with one. So, well, that helps yep. to uh, that helps to have somebody like that that uh, you know you you can rely on and uh, also work together as a team and say, hey, you know, what do we got? What's going on here? And what's going on in this league? And uh, and that's pretty awesome, Chad. We're, uh, we're, I mean, from my standpoint, and obviously from uh, Scott's, uh, we're really rooting for you. This is going to be a big week for you. Well, and we're, and we're, and we're going to have to party in Vegas this year if this happens. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's still very unlikely. I mean, uh, as many of the listeners are probably aware, that how the FFP, uh, excuse me, the FFOC works. Uh, the averages do come into play this week, and uh, so I'm spotting some points. You know, I'm I'm not uh, up at the top, so that's going to be tough to overcome. And and uh, FFPC, I just don't think my team's all that great compared to some other ones that are below me. So I don't uh, I'm not holding out huge hopes there either. So, Chad, we've got our lines are absolutely lit up here. Uh, do you want to take a quick call and see if we can't help uh, somebody with a lineup decision? Sure, I don't. Maybe they can help me more than I can help them. <laughs> let, 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 let's see what we've got here. Actually, uh, um, there was an eight one six that just popped off here, and we've got uh, we've got a two seven zero. Two seven zero, you're on the air. That would be me. That would be you. <laughs> That's that right. That would cool. be me. <laughs> hey, Scott, how you doing? Good to hear your voice. What uh, do, you, do you have a lineup question? We might help you out with this week. No, I just I want to ask 
had a question here. Okay. Sure. Uh, I, I'm only in, like, three leagues. You know, you guys know I'm in three leagues. Um, how do you feel when you've got eight players here and you got three players here, you got that, and then you're playing somebody that has the exact same players? What, how, how do you deal with that? That, that's a that's a great question. I uh, figured that would come up at some point. I really don't have a good answer. What I just tried to do all year is uh, just focus on my two or three biggest uh, buy-in teams and uh, just kind of root for those and then just take a look Sunday night and see how everything's going. Uh, uh, no, oh, but it, isn't it terrible when you're playing somebody that's got the same lineup you got in another league? It's like, oh, God, what do you do? You know, It's like I want to cheer for him, but I don't. Yeah, and therefore I just basically didn't. So, and just look at it Sunday night, and hopefully I did well. But <laughs> it, it, it does you just take, hope it that somebody some the... somewhere got one little point more than the other one, right? Uh, exactly. Oh, as the year wow. goes on, though, as the year goes on, you know, and you get deeper into the, to the season, it becomes uh, more uh, apparent what which leagues are. Uh, more important at what more time. More important, I right, I understand. So then you, you have a better idea as it goes on what, what you need yeah. to happen. So. But it, it, that's, I think that's the biggest code for me is I'm going and I'm going, well, i got Hoosh here and I'm playing this guy in this other league that's got Hoosh and I'm going, oh, yeah, touchdown, Take yay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I, I had uh, Jamal Lewis and Chad Johnson on both of my two five thousand dollar teams, and that was a lot of fun rooting for those two all year. I didn't know that I needed them to do well. But. Oh man! But let's, uh, Rachel. That was a that was a great question. Let's take another call, and we're gonna put you on hold here. Let's take another call. Okay, from the Eight one six. Eight one six area code. Uh, you're on the air with uh, with Chad Schroeder. Hey, Chad, uh, great, great stuff. I, I want to know your thoughts on, uh, you know, total season, total points leagues as opposed to head-to-head, somebody that's playing in big money leagues like yourself. Do you feel that we should take the luck out of it involved in the head-to-head matchups? Uh, no, not necessarily. Uh, to be honest with you, I think the, uh, the, the preferred method for me, um, if I'm playing a big stakes league, is uh, probably how the big payback league works and, uh, if you're familiar with uh, how victory points work, uh, where you get a point for winning your head-to-head matchup, and then you, or uh, two points actually, and then you get uh, two, one, or zero depending on if you're in the top, middle, or bottom third of your league for the week. So that you can, uh, it, it tends to even some of that out over the year. Thanks. That, that, that's a great question. You know, I've seen a lot of teams uh, where they'll take your uh, your scoring average and fa- factor that in against your opponent uh, in the playoffs there. That way it prevents an upset from a weaker team, and I kind of like that as well. Yeah, victory points, I think, is the evolution of, of fantasy sports. Uh, if uh, You know, head-to-head is obviously the more conventional way, but uh, for us that uh, like a little bit more fair play involved in the matchups, uh, matchups still need to count for something. So, and I've been in the total points league. They they do lose a little bit of luster, especially even if you're up by 300 points or 200. It's still just not uh, it, you can, the excitement kind of dies off. And with victory points, you still have that mix of being rewarded for points um, on a weekly basis and, and being rewarded for uh, head-to-head. So, it's a great question. Well, I've been, you know, you know, Scott, I've been in and out of it uh, as far as the uh, victory points in our uh, local league and. Uh, 
I, I love the victory points. I mean, I really do. It's, it, it rewards you for fielding a really good lineup and uh, consistently. And uh, one thing about fantasy football that sometimes is, is forgotten is fielding a consistent lineup that is consistently good. So, Chad, you, uh, you said you um, do this uh, as a professional. Uh, does that mean you're full-time, this is your full-time job, or do you have a, uh, another uh, place of employment? No, I haven't uh, worked. I, I've just been a professional sports gambler for the last eight years, and uh, that's all I've done. And uh, that's slowed down a little bit the last uh, couple years. I still do that, but I don't make as much money as I used to. So I uh, decided to give this a try and uh, see how it goes. And so far, so good, but uh, we'll see what happens. Another question well, we had from the Football Guys message board, curious on this, and uh, if, if you don't want to answer, obviously that's up to you, but uh, uh, one of your competitors wanted to know how much did you lay out uh, for all the 2008 entries, and without the big payoff on FFOC, will you show a profit? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind answering that. Uh, at, at this point going into this week, um, like I said, I was in for uh, 49000 There might be a few uh, expenses on top of that out in Vegas, um, stuff like that. But it, roughly forty nine or 50000 And going into this week, uh, you know, I, I factored in like 15th and 14th place for the FFOC, for instance. Uh, uh-huh. Nothing for the FFPC. And I'm at 68000 back so far. So uh, up about eighteen or 19000 uh, before... Any if a doomsday number if I nothing else goes my way this week with big upside absolutely yeah well, that, that about, that's something else I mean that's if nothing goes your way which I'm sure right. it will Chad um, I hope something does but uh, <laughs> I'm sure it will thing. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bend here for just a minute and uh, I'm kind of gonna ask this kind of the same way uh, Scott asked the last question um, as far as uh, professional gambling and this and that, um, I still feel like that uh, offshore accounts uh, should be legal, which they will be. And uh, in your opinion, uh, what's the uh, what's your best play, uh, a parlay or a straight bet? Uh, uh, 90, uh, probably about 90% of my plays are uh, on the more obscure side, uh, player prop bets. For one, props and money uh, lines. Uh, I don't play uh, too many money lines. I play uh, unless you're talking about on a like Peyton Manning uh, over 270 yards or under. Those those types of plays are predominantly what I make. Okay. Yeah, and that's uh, that's our prognosticator, uh, Alex Kaganowski. He's been on fire with those player props, and uh, they haven't been releasing those. Uh, they used to release those on Friday. We could we could talk about them on the show, and everybody could go play those. And he's been on so he's been on fire, and now they're not releasing them until Saturday, so we don't get to uh, enjoy that. Uh, hopefully, they bring that back earlier in the week. Here's a question from Sports Betting Man: On a scale of one to ten, what is your faith? And I think you were in the AFFL last year, and as was I, and we didn't get paid. What is what is your faith that all the FFOC winnings will indeed be paid out in a timely manner? Uh, I would say uh, I would say there it's on the high side of ninety percent. Good. After talking to, uh, I've talked to the owner a few times here lately, uh, lining up uh, 
had a Vegas trip and, and things. And uh, he's a good guy, and he understands that uh, – he understands, I think, that uh, they feel that they can really explode that game in the future. There's a lot of people that didn't know about the game or that just entered one or two teams that are going to enter a, a lot of teams similar to what I did. And I, I think they uh, – some people – realize that entering 20 or so of those is, is the way to go. And, and I think that he realizes that it's going to get up to 15 or 20,000 teams, uh, if not next year, very shortly thereafter. And uh, so I think they're willing – I think they'll pay out the money. I really do. That's a good point because as soon as I heard about uh, the opportunity here in the 15, I asked myself, why didn't I get in there? I said, well, because it was a crapshoot at the end, you know, to get there. Uh, the whole format it just seemed like, man, you just there's going to be so many entries, it's going to be really difficult. And then, but you want to be there, so I could see myself uh, plopping down and getting five or ten, maybe even, you know, like you said, <laughs> it'd be crazy. To, it's just hard to manage that many teams. But do you have any game day rituals? Uh, something that you might do the to start every Sunday off? Uh, get up and make a big uh, diet soda or whatever. Depends on. If, uh, <laughs> Depends on if I was tailgating all day at a Husker game or not the day before. Sometimes, uh, otherwise, I need a little more than uh, a diet soda. But some of those games, the Huskers had a lot of night games, so I got home at you know two or three in the morning and I had to be up at seven or eight in the morning to get these lineups set. So it's kind of tough on those. So that would be the Nebraska Cornhuskers, I I assume, Chad. Excuse me. Uh, You talking about a Husker game? That would be Nebraska, correct? Correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have season yep. tickets for the Huskers, big fan, so. Are you going to Jacksonville uh, against Clemson? I don't think so. Um, not ruling it out yet, uh, but I don't think so. Well, it, it ought to be a pretty good game. I mean, uh, Clemson, you know, who, who knows what to think, and uh, I really don't know too much about uh, your Nebraska team, but uh, – it's got to be nice to see them on uh, January 1st again. Well, we're not very good when we play fast players. Our safeties are, might be the worst in the nation, but uh, we'll see what happens. It's uh, it's good to finally be playing in January again, that's for sure. Yep. All right, we've got a couple of questions in the chat room we always try to get to. It's just popping tonight. It's uh, we're, listening, we're talking to Chad Schroeder, Cocktails and Dreams, uh, having the dream season at the Fantasy Football Open Championship and the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Uh, Shot Caller comes at us with Cutler or Schaub this week. Uh, Cutler has a matchup against Buffalo. Denver's a a six-and-a-half-point favorite with an over-under of 45. And then Schaub has a matchup at Oakland, and and Houston's a seven-point favorite on the road with an over-under of 43-and-a-half. Just looking at the matchups a little bit, uh, we have Oakland uh, is the – let's see. Oakland is 15th against the past. Uh, against the pass, and Buffalo themselves are right there, 21st against the pass. Um, so you've got uh, Cutler has a great matchup with a with a down running game and a higher over under. Uh, for me, that says Cutler. I uh, I would tend to agree. Uh, one thing that I'm still trying to figure out is, uh, you know, that, that Tampa San Diego game's at noon this week, and. Uh, if San Diego loses the game, that that game essentially doesn't mean anything for Denver, as far as I know. Excuse me. That's um, right. San Diego has to win. Shanahan, uh, you never know what what he's gonna do. I don't think they would sit Cutler. Um, 
but it, put it this way, you, I would definitely play Cutler if San Diego uh, wins at noon, if it's known yet. Um, I still would probably have to lean Cutler anyway, even if uh, – either way, probably, unless it becomes known that they're going to sit people. Uh, before. No, I – I think that's wise. I love that advice. Shot caller, you just heard, heard a nugget of information there. Um, the 4 o'clock game is Denver. San Diego does have to win out, and Denver has to lose out for San Diego to make the playoffs. So San Diego loses to Tampa Bay, who's a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, Denver doesn't have much to play for, and the only player that they really need to protect in that game is, is Jay Cutler. So I think I would start uh, Schaub on, uh, with the upside. Let's take another look at R.C. Techies. He has a decision this week, Warner or McNabb. Warner is a, is a big question mark, Chad, for a lot of fantasy players that have counted and rode him to the championship this week. And here they have the New England Patriots, a uh, 7.5-point favorite with an over-under of 44.5. Uh, against McNabb on the road at Washington, a uh, 4 o'clock game. Philly's a 4.5-point favorite with an over-under of 38. And we take a look at the matchups real quick. New England uh, against the pass is number 6. They, they give up the 6th most points uh, against the pass, uh, while uh, Washington is one of the stingier defenses against the pass. They're 26th, uh, 26th worst, so they uh, actually they're one of the best the seventh best. So you've got a, a better matchup for Warner, but do you trust Warner in this most important week? Uh, if you're asking me, uh, it's hard for me to say no because I don't own that guy on any team, and he has just absolutely killed me all year, so he strikes fear right through my heart. <laughs> but uh, that being said, you know, that that's, a, that's another situation where the game doesn't mean that much to Arizona. Um, if if they get down early, you know, if Bolden's not playing, they you, you just never know if if they might just say, hey, is this is it worth it if he get, gets knocked down a few times, you know? Um, I, I have again, I have no reason to believe that they wouldn't play him the whole game, but uh, it it would worry me a little bit if I was a Warner owner, I think. But I, I think that I, that being said, I think you still probably have to go Warner there. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one at you, Chad, real quick. Um, my my co-host, uh, Scott, is in the Super Bowl. And I want to, Scott, first off, I want to give you kudos for uh, making it to the Super Bowl in uh, Hyperactive 3, Dynasty, Dynasty Fantasy yeah. Football League. And uh, he's doing a heck of a job. And uh, I'm looking at the lineup right now. Uh, he's going up against Jones Drew, who didn't, didn't score a touchdown last night, but he did get 23 points. And uh, uh, Scott's got uh, – he's got a decision, I think, and, uh, versus Isaac Bruce versus uh, Ryan Grant. That's, uh, that that is that? Interesting. That's yeah. an interesting one because I don't know either of those players on any teams either, uh, or maybe one at the most. Um, so that's one that kind of catches me off guard a little bit, but uh, – I guess that being said, I'm one that uh, usually tends to play the player if I'm in doubt that that I drafted to play in the, in this position, and that that would lead me towards Grant. I think um, Bruce, old player. I usually play young guys over old ones, things being equal. Um, but you know that, well, that's a, that's close. Well, that's well now Isaac Isaac Bruce is playing at the Rams at St. Louis and. Uh, 
Of course, Ron Grant is at Chicago. Yeah, he is going back home. I get that. That's a good point. Going back to his old stomping grounds. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, that's a tough one. I don't. I don't have a very, uh, very educated guess, uh, opinion on that one. Yeah. Well, thanks for asking that, Mike. I tell you, he is. Um, it's one of those questions that you have to look at on, on a couple of different angles. Uh, Brandon Jackson has been getting in the game a lot. He's questionable with a wrist injury. McCarthy right. said that he sprained his wrist week 15 in Jacksonville and he'd be reevaluated. He did practice a little bit more Friday, and coaches expect him to play. So that's going to take uh, a couple of those passes possibly away from Grant that you kind of like to have, and you're going to be counting on Grant to get in the end zone uh, right. to outscore Isaac Bruce in that game. And then when you look at Isaac Bruce, this guy, uh, he's he was uh, he 12 targets last week, 10 the week before, 7-10. So Sean Hill and Bruce – uh, are really hooking up, and uh, I mean those types of targets are you, you can't really ignore. So it'd be I've awesome got, to see uh, when that. Uh, it'd be awesome to see you win that uh, Super Bowl there, Scott. That'd be cool. That's a really one, uh, one other thing there. You know, league. you know, Bruce is going to be excited to go back uh, and, and play there. You know, uh, where he had all the success over the years. Uh, yep. That's another. That's another point that I didn't think of right away. But. Uh, well, and the other the yeah. other tidbit of info to get back to Techies, he he asked about Kurt Warner and McNabb, and there is some weather conditions in four games that we I researched. Uh, snow or rain is possible in four games: Arizona, New England, Cincinnati, Cleveland, the Jets in Seattle, and Carolina and the Giants. You have to watch the weather in those situations. So if we tell you to start a guy, be careful with the weather. The weather's still going to be the uh, uh, a deciding factor there, possibly when you're in a when you're in a coin flip situation, you got to watch the weather. Um, Chris, uh, Chad, we've got a couple other uh, injuries that we wanted to point out here for the listeners. Um, there's a lot of talk about Cedric Benson getting all these carries the last couple of weeks, and uh, you know he's been he had a nice play the other week, and he has a good matchup this week against Cleveland. Some folks are thinking about using him. Chris Perry, after sitting out Sunday's game against the Redskins. He returned to practice Wednesday, and he was able to go all out this week. So he was good to practice, and he is expected to play against Cleveland. You have to factor that in when you're thinking about uh, starting Cedric Benson, and uh, folks are doing it. We had some questions about Marion Barber. Uh, Stack was talking about Marion Barber, Choice, or uh, I didn't, I missed the third one. Is that Cooley? Uh, Marion Barber news here. He's questionable with a toe injury. According to a Dallas Morning News report, he did sit out of practice Friday for the third straight day, and uh, that's another guy you, you draft high. You, you 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 got it right. He was a he was a he was worth the fourth pick if you if you took him, and and now he's he's not here when you need him. He listed as questionable for Week 16's game against Baltimore on, on Saturday. Uh, Barber will work out before the game, like last week, to determine if he can play. And uh, they talked about the adrenaline that he might feel on game day. It's a special thing, but it didn't help him much uh, against the Giants, and he's got uh, another brutal matchup against Baltimore. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, uh, Chad, is do you believe in handcuffs? Uh, no, not really. I, I don't. Uh, I, and I probably should a little more than I do, but uh, I, just, I just tend to uh, just keep plucking the best pick off the board that I can. And uh, and a lot of times I'll end up if I a lot of times I'll uh, draft uh, somebody else's handcuff before my own running backs back up uh, if I think they're a better player with more upside. And, uh, so that's just my personal preference. I'm not saying that that's uh, how people should do it, but uh, that's what I've tended to do so far. 
It's very tough to waste a pick when you when you could be getting a player um, near the end of the draft that has upside in a non-injury situation for, for one of your guys that could add to your team instead of just replacing one of your starters. But uh, when things like this happen, it, it pays to have uh, a sharp choice on your bench or even now, I mean, how many how many owners want Deshaun Foster? I mean, I've, I'm sitting here with Frank Gore in the FFPC, and let's talk about Frank Gore for a second. He's still questionable. He's dealing with a sprained ligament in his left ankle. He hasn't been able to practice, and he missed another day of practice Friday. We were looking forward to looking at watching today, and uh, he did not practice. But the Niners, they kept a glimmer of hope uh, that the running back would be ready to face the Rams. He put in his, he put in some uh, his most extensive work since suffering the sprained ankle back on December 7th. Uh, it wasn't much. He tested the injury under the supervision of the training staff. And uh, they said he warmed up a little bit more. Singletary said he stretched it a little bit. And they're hoping for the best. Um, he's obviously had a lot of rest. And uh, hopefully we can get some response. But he's questionable. And he's one of those guys that you just have to – you can't count on. So uh, it's just yeah, too bad. Yeah, for those owners. Here's a, here's a couple of other interesting, Chad, uh, interesting situations in Philly. Uh, Philly has a glimmer of hope here in the playoffs. And they are hurting um, two wide receivers. Kevin Curtis is doubtful. I don't know if you guys heard this, but wide receiver Kevin Curtis is doubtful with a calf injury. He did some things today on Friday, but you just got to have to see how he goes over the next couple of days. But doubtful means 25% chance. And then you've got Hank Baskett. He's out with the knee injury, uh, and he didn't practice all week. So you've got two wide receivers there. Does that make um, does that make a Reggie Brown playable or an L.J. Smith? Uh, if, if, if those guys you have and they're and they're you know you've been waiting for a chance to throw them in, maybe this is the week to. Uh, to get them in there against the Redskins, who uh, who aren't too dangerous right now. They don't have much to play for, and, and, and there you go. You have another player, Clinton Portis, a first-round draft pick uh, for some, an early second. Uh, but he's questionable with the back injury, and you guys remember he had 29 carries for 145 yards and a touchdown against the Eagles earlier this year. But that game, it seems like a decade ago with what Portis has been through. And uh, he hurt his knee since then, and he's dealt with injuries along the offensive line. It got so bad that Portis was limited to 25 carries uh, for 77 yards against the lowly Bengals last week. Uh, Looking at the practice reports on Friday, Clinton Portis missed practice with the muscle spasms in his back, and he's listed as questionable. So it's just you're seeing this all over the place. These guys you're counting on, they got you there. And these last couple weeks have just absolutely brutal. If you have uh, if you have those guys, Scott, uh, what about uh, what about a uh, Bernard Berrien? Where does he fit in? I mean, they're playing uh, they're playing at Atlanta, but uh, or no, they're playing at home and in a big game. And uh, Bernard Berrien, I mean, he's stepped up big time here in the last uh, two three weeks. So I think uh, that might be some someone that. Uh, you know, a lot of fantasy owners might want to just say, hey, let's see what happens with him. Well, that's funny you should mention that because I have to uh, decide if I'm playing him or not on my FFPC team. So that's uh, going to be interesting. Uh, I have to uh, choose between uh, Santana Moss, Varian, Braylon Edwards uh, for uh, two spots, basically. So I don't know. And Washington, they're they're playing uh, against Philadelphia. And uh, who's your other one there, Chad? Uh, I get all these teams mixed up. I have Santana Moss, Berrien, 
Braylon Edwards. Uh, Braylon Edwards, okay, against Cincinnati. Man, that's a coin flip. That's a coin flip. I mean, all three of them, you can make a statement for each and every one of them uh, based on who they're playing and their and their defenses. So, Well, I, I tell you what, if I can just interject a little bit, this is a week you start Braylon Edwards. I know he hasn't looked good. I know he's dropped a lot of balls. He still gets a lot of work. He's still a go-to guy. Cincinnati is atrocious against number one wide receivers. They rank 30th, almost dead last in the league. They can't stop uh, the big target wide receivers. So if, if you've got a chance with Barian, uh, with uh, Braylon this week, you start him. I was looking up, I was looking up Barian because you guys asked about Barian, and Atlanta's right in the middle. They're right in the middle of this. Uh, they're not. They're a very average defender against number one wide receivers and against the pass in general. Um, and you've got Santana Moss as another option, and and they're pretty tough against the number one wide receivers. They rank number three in the league. Uh, against number one wide receivers. I don't know who that shutdown corner is anymore in Washington. Uh, name's not coming to me, but um, that looks like a tough matchup for, for Santana Moss. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, 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 the one the one concern I have with Berrien is the Falcons uh, have, do have a decent pass rush, and a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, his production comes on big plays, and I'm a little concerned. Big plays, with, uh, right. They won't be able to give him time to uh, yeah. get, get him that deep ball, but uh, I – that's the one concern with Barium, but uh, I'm I, uh, leaning at this point sitting Santana Moss for Barium, but I'm not sure yet. Yeah, that that that's the funny thing about Barium. I mean, you're going to get either one or two fantasy points, or he's going to bust loose for five, six catches for a hundred yards, maybe a touchdown, and next thing you know, you're the Smartest man alive, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. it, 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 it's hard to figure. It is. He's a, he's tough to figure. He's inconsistent. Never know what week he's getting the big play or not. So, right. It's 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 tough. Barry and uh, isn't a guy that you can count on for targets, but uh, Tavares Jackson is actually uh, looking better. Maybe this is some renewed life for him. You know, he 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 got to ride the bench, and they said, okay, wake. Time to it's time for you to come and claim this team, and they're going to give him the team back. It looks like they've given him the keys and said, "Go ahead, let's see what you can do." Uh, well, Santana Moss. One thing, is, one thing about it, though, Scott, it's not about uh, Tavares Jackson. It's about Brad Childress pushing the right buttons because this team they can win that division and they have a chance to go to the playoffs. So he's going to definitely insert the best quarterback, whether it's Jackson or Farrat. So, you know, it's tough to tell, but uh, he's going he's gonna to make the right choice because as a team, they want to make the playoffs, whether it's Gus Barat, uh, Tavares Jackson. I mean, they need to, they need to make the playoffs. Chad, In my opinion, it's, not, no, it's no choice. They should be playing Tavares Jackson, but uh, the mobility is so important in my, in my view, and I, I think he's a lot better than Gus Barat, but that's just me. It sounds sure. like they've made that decision uh, for you already. Barry, and just look at the targets here. The last six weeks, I'm going to quote you here, targets, two, four, two, five, six, three, even with Tavares Jackson. Santana Moss, last five weeks, 11, 8, 8, 7, 11. Got to start Moss. Yeah, but yeah, not, against uh, Philly. not, not against Philly. You, you can't count on a touchdown to save you. You've got to, you've got to get the look. So, I, I I'm still not sure they're uh, still what not defenses sure they're gonna, I'm gonna do. 
yeah, it's a uh, it's one of those tough ones, uh, but um, those we 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 all have them. Uh, let's see, that, we've got. That's uh, what we're talking. What we're talking about. I love it. <laughs> let's see if we had any other key injuries to uh, the, the target leaders again last week. Calvin Johnson was 16. Great start for Dan Orlovsky. Uh, you, you've got to start him again, unless you've got a super stud on your bench, you know, or you know, or on your team. You got to start them. But Orlovsky makes another good option this week. He's going to be in an absolute shootout. Uh, against New Orleans, and uh, those guys that are sitting on Calvin Johnson are sitting on a, a big, big week. Andre Johnson uh, with 15 targets just completely showed why he's Andre Johnson and why he's the number one wide receiver uh, in the in the National Football League. 15 targets last week. Justin McCarron with a surprising out-of-nowhere 13 targets last week. Don't know what he's going to do this week against Pittsburgh. Dallas Clark, again, two big weeks back-to-back, uh, 13 targets. Marquez Colston, 12. Antonio Bryant, 12. That's three straight weeks of over 10 targets for Antonio Bryant. And then uh, we already got tonight's Bruce. I've got to ask you guys a question. Does Detroit win this week? No. <laughs> I, I tend to doubt it myself. Uh, New Orleans, though, uh, what – they any they 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 it actually they might be in that game New Orleans uh, they might be defeated you know they, their goal is to make the they're they're not a team that expected to not be fighting for a playoff spot at this point they may just lay an egg and Detroit might win you never know but uh, either way that's it's probably going to be a high score. What I'm thinking there. that's exactly what I'm thinking. I mean, what was the last time we saw a team that didn't win a game? What Buccaneers Tampa Bay. Yeah. Hey, we've got two minutes uh, left in the show, gang. And Chad, uh, we should have made this a little bit a longer show because the chat room is just absolutely full. We've uh, we've got the lines are full, and we just can't get to them. Uh, we couldn't get to all of our material tonight. But I want to thank you and uh, for coming on the show. Hopefully, you can come back after your celebration. You're probably gonna have to party for a couple of weeks in Vegas. Just come back, call the show, <laughs> give me a call, and we'll make sure you get back on. And uh, you know, I'll meet you out there in Vegas uh, whenever you're ready to party. So. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. I, I don't think I contributed a whole lot, but a uh, lot, lot going on, and good luck to everyone with everything they got going on this big week. Oh, hey, Chad. Chad, you contributed quite a bit, and uh, all of our listeners, we uh, really appreciate what you had to bring to the table. And uh, we're uh, one thing about this uh, this group, we're all rooting for you. So, you know, well, in the I next seventy-two it. hours, in the next seventy-two hours. Go get them, buddy. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, guys. Good show. Okay. Chad Schroeder, Cocktails and Dreams from Omaha, Nebraska. He's going for $1 million in the Fantasy Football Open Championship. He also is going for $75,000 in the Fantasy Football Players Championship, Mike. He's the number one leader overall. That's awesome. That's awesome. He's in the $25,000 big payback league. He's in the championship game there. He's all over the place. Uh, a couple of last things I want to mention. Uh, Lavernius Coles, he's questionable with his thigh. It's been lingering. But I'll tell you, the story really isn't about Coles in that game. It's Brett Favre. Folks have been starting him. And I'll tell you what, the Jets are going to run the ball. There's no reason you won't run the ball against Seattle. They Thomas have to, Jones. Yeah, it's the Thomas Jones show, man. From one touchdown to 15, that's been the story of this season. Uh, that improved offensive line, uh, Brett Favre and Thomas Jones, they're uh, – it's still going to come down to that crucial Week 17 matchup against Miami. The winner of that game gets that three seed, so it doesn't really matter what they do. But, Mike, thanks again. I tell you what, this has been a great show. We always run it right through the wire. We have no time left. 
Uh, we appreciate well, uh, everybody coming. Scott, Scott, I want to tell you, uh, thank you very much for uh, for coming back on the show. And uh, like I told you, uh, you've been listening to Red vs. Yeah. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. And we always run it right up to the wire, Mike. We never yeah. have any time left. <laughs> I know. That, that's all right. I just want to. We we always run it right up to the wire, man. Uh, it's, yeah. been a, it's, it's been another great show. I'll tell you what, we're going to try to get our five-pack in. So we've got Rachel and we've got Dr. Dish with on the line with us. How you doing, doctor? Pretty good. How you doing, Mike? What's up, Neil? Not much, mm-hmm. Mike. How you doing, bro? Mm-hmm. Pretty good. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Day by day. Mm-hmm. We have Rita with us? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's the life of the party tonight. Okay, we've got a quick five-pack. We don't have a lot of time, but we're going to try to get a quick five-pack. Because I'll tell you okay. what, we're going back to two weeks ago in the standings where Mike or where Neil and Rachel are tied one game ahead of uh, – uh, actually, all three of us are tied at 14-21. and 21. Mike, you're at 13-22. and 22. <laughs> yeah, give the record. This is time for the legendary contest where someone will rightfully claim that they are indeed – I am the smartest man alive! <laughs> I love it. Every time I hear it. All right, we're going to start with uh, Baltimore at Dallas. Dallas is a four-point favorite, and I am taking Dallas to look a whole lot better this week and win this game, Mike. I know you're going to do the same. Yes, yes I, I am. am. Uh, I love Dallas in this game. Uh, they, they've shown the fact that they can handle a strong defense uh, versus the Giants, and uh, Baltimore is a lot better defense, but uh, I still see – Tashard Boyce, Marion Barber, whoever it may be. Uh, Dallas, still on the mission, so I'll take Dallas. Okay, Dr. Dish? I'm kind of torn on this one. I, I love the home teams this week, um, but I think I do have to go with the Cowboys. All right, and Rachel? I do believe, and I told Mike earlier, um, I'm going big time for the Steelers to be in the Super Bowl. Who's going to give them anything? No. Buffalo. We're going. I understand the game. I'm just saying Buffalo needs to win this. This is Baltimore at Dallas. <laughs> Baltimore, that's right. Ah. <laughs> hey, you got me a little messed up there. Yeah, Baltimore um, is the only one that's going to give Pittsburgh any run for their money. We're going to give Rachel Baltimore. We're going to give, we're going to give Rachel Baltimore just to be different. Since she, uh, since all of us have Dallas, it only makes sense for her to go to Baltimore. Let's go to Pittsburgh at Tennessee. Pittsburgh's a two-point favorite. Uh, Mike, who do you have here? Uh, I like Tennessee. It's going to be a, uh, it's, it's a game uh, that's going to determine home field advantage. Pittsburgh has been awful tough in uh, four-quarter situations. But I like Tennessee plus the two. Pittsburgh may win this game by one. Who knows? I like Tennessee plus the two. All right, Neil. Well, I'll tell you the reason they got Pittsburgh favored over Tennessee at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're banged up. Probably out, ain't he? 
Yeah, he's, yeah. he's out. He's out. I take Pittsburgh easy this game. Yep, I take I take them on that reason alone. With Haynes, without Haynesworth, they don't win this game. Rachel, who do you like? Pittsburgh at Tennessee. Uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yep. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. Baltimore doesn't. I'm I'm not even a Tennessee fan. With you, I can't go there. All right. Atlanta at Minnesota is game three on tap. Minnesota's a three-point favorite. Neil, who do you like? I'm going with Minnesota this game. I mean, Atlanta's really, really impressed me. I picked against them, and I think Minnesota really needs to win this game if they want to make up any ground in that division. Rachel? Uh, I really like Minnesota, but I'm going to go with Atlanta. I think Atlanta is the game-breaker. They are hot right now. You got Matt Ryan. Um I like Minnesota. I got Adrian Peterson. What can I say? But I've got to go with Atlanta on that one. Well, and I think this game comes down to Adrian Peterson. I don't think Atlanta can stop Adrian Peterson and Chester Taylor. Tavares Jackson just has to do enough not to lose the game. Uh, and I'm going Minnesota. And I think Minnesota is actually going to take and steal a home playoff game here. They're going to steal the two seed. From the Giants, who I also uh, will get to in another pick. But, uh, Mike, who do you like? You stole my thunder, dude. Ah! Adrian Peterson goes nuts. Minnesota wins by 7 or 10. Minnesota, you stole my thunder, Scott. Hey, hey, that's what I'm here to do, buddy. Okay, we go to game four. Carolina at the Giants. Giants are a three-point favorite. And, again, Mike called it early, and I'm going to go ahead and go out on the limb here. Uh, Mike's going to take Carolina. I'm going to take Carolina. Mike, who do you got? Carolina. All right, Neil. I gotta stay with the home team again. I'm gonna say the Giants coming off a loss. Three points is a lot, Rachel. Who do you take? Uh, Carolina. Absolutely. All right. Who's gonna and be in the oh. Pittsburgh, Carolina. Yep. There you go. If, if the Giants lose uh, this this game and then they lose next week, Minnesota can sneak up into that two spot and Carolina can take the one, and that means the Giants are fighting for their uh, uh, they're, they're they're fighting for that uh, to get into that uh, round two. That uh, well, that's how they did it last year though. They they went uh, they went three rounds. Game five, Green Bay at Chicago. Chicago is a four-point favorite at home in a game that's essentially meaningless for Green Bay, but Green Bay will like to play spoiler here. Um, we're going to start with you, Dr. Dish. Green Bay at Chicago minus four. Again, uh, going with the home team uh, in a must-win situation. Green Bay could surprise them, but I have to go with the give the advantage to Chicago. Well, and I'm going to take Green Bay. I like uh, I like the Green Bay coaching staff, and I don't think they're ready to quit. I think they've had a, a year that kind of reminds me of like New Orleans. They're out of the playoffs. They've accepted that fate, but... They've still got a lot to play for, and, and pride is uh, going to factor into this game. Mike, who do you like? Uh, well, one thing about uh, whether you're out of the playoffs or getting ready to get into the playoffs, I love the way Chicago, it's going to be Orton to Olsen all day long. Uh, I love Chicago. All right, and Rachel? Green Bay. Green Bay, okay. Like Wade well, Rogers is playing right now. Um, you, like not. The color of the, you like the color of their jerseys. Well, <laughs> not as much as I do the Dolphins. <laughs> well, but, hey, again, uh, we're going to have to 
Green Bay. I like Green Bay. I think Rodgers is playing well. I, I really like the way he stepped up the plate after Favre, and uh, he's really been very good for Green Bay this year. They, they've done well, and I don't know. I, the Bears, yeah, the Bears is the Bears, and they're going to always be the Bears. But uh, I don't know. I just I just like the way they're stepping up to the plate and they're playing well. So I mean, you know, maybe they won't win the game, but give me the points and I'll take them every day. I'll take it. Hey Scott, uh, Neil, I want to wish you guys a uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, Same to you, Mike. Just uh, keep going uh, day by day and. We'll see what happens, and uh, next week uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about uh, when Kentucky plays Louisville and this and that. Well, I hope so, and uh, I tell you what, I don't even know if the show is streaming right now. For some reason, the the, uh, the switchboard keeps airing out, and so we're going to have to figure out why, what keeps causing that. But uh, you know, we uh, we get an hour to do this show, and to be honest with you, we need in the in the rest of the season we need to really extend that to an hour and a half so that we can get to some of those segments that we really like to do, which is against the spread. We like to do the red versus blue and, uh, and you know, a couple of other, those other uh, those other segments that we like to uh, we like to do. We can't do them in an hour. There's just too much uh, too much to cover. I think we'll have a chance to do that uh, now that uh, fantasy football is kind of laid down a little bit, Scott. I think we will have a chance to do that and there's going to be uh, there's going to be a lot of people that We'll want to call in and talk trash with Louisville and Kentucky and talk some uh, sensitive stuff. So I don't well, we're going to you, hit the – You guys, Go i got to change a lot of my players and my team after listening to this tonight. Reggie Bush is on injured reserve, right? <laughs> yeah, hey, this, that's, what, that's what we try for. Uh, that's what we try know, for. I want to Anquan, Bo- Anquan Bowden's a hurt or something again, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something that I told Rachel last night when I, as soon as I got home. You're a handsome young man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some, I mean, you know, and I hope you understand where I'm coming from here. Uh, that was a, a very nice and respectful uh, uh, memorial. And I, and I was watching some of those videos, and what happened? I was quite impressed. <laughs> that was that that was that was really neat. That was yeah, it was heartfelt. Well, we appreciate everybody coming on the show tonight and uh we hope you guys can come back next week and everybody have a, a Merry Christmas and uh we'll see you guys uh next Friday night, God willing. Sounds good, Scott. All right, okay, thanks everybody. And this has been hey, Red vs. Blue. Hey.